I often wondered when I began my career as a professor, why my classes filled up so quickly. I had one of the fastest closing rates of classes. It's probably why they gave me 8 a.m. classes all the time. But you know what made me different than maybe others is I got to know my students and I got to know what they liked and what they didn't like. And in this new episode, episode two of our lead generation is we are going to be talking about a CRM or a customer relationship management tool. This tool, a way that you can connect with customers, keep track of all of their likes and dislikes and further nurture them into paying customers. So buckle up. We're about to take this journey together. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click, a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click. Sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. So let's jump right into talking about what a CRM is and why it's important to your business. So as I previously mentioned, a CRM is a customer relationship management tool. This tool is a way for you to keep track of all of the information you might need to know about your customers and how their likes and dislikes are. So there are three types of CRMs. There are collaborative CRMs, operational and analytical. Now, Sometimes you can find a CRM that is all three, but let me break them down for you. A collaborative CRM, that is where your sales teams can keep track of all customer data, keep track of potential sales leads, opens, closed business, and move people through the buying decision process by setting deal stages. You can collaborate and all understand how much potential revenue you can predict in three months and six months and nine and so forth. In an operational CRM, those CRMs are ways in which you can connect with your customers. So you can be sending them email drip campaigns. You can be sending them media files that you track whether or not they've opened them or watched a video or listened to a webinar that you you recorded previously. They allow you to automate your sales process and further nurture people so that you can cross sell your business and upsell other products that you may offer that they don't even know exist today. And then the third one is analytical CRMs. Analytical CRMs are those CRMs that you can keep track of all of the website statistics, all of your paid advertisement campaigns. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, asking, how did you hear about our business? We need to be asking that question. You're probably going to hear me say that many, many times through these podcasts, but I say that because it is an equal important part to all of us understanding what is working effectively or not. At the end of this podcast, I am going to share a landing page we created and a CRM opportunity that might benefit your business today. It is one that we use for our business that has time and time again helped us to identify our customers, nurture them, and close business and keep track of all of these efforts in one single system. 
So let's keep talking about CRMs. CRM applications are designed to help us increase our workflow efficiency. And we can do that by creating automations. Automations are automatic triggers that happen as a result of some sort of action your customer takes. So let me give you an example. If I open an email that you send me, it might now trigger a series of other emails that are sent to me. Or maybe the trigger is I click on a website URL that you provided me, or I watch a media file that you want to send to me. I can then be triggered and put into a campaign that further nurtures me because I am interested in that particular topic. So your automation might solely just focus on that one area of business that you have that I am interested in. CRMs will further nurture leads and help you with this whole lead generation and lead nurturing opportunities. They develop strategies to help cross sell your business and upsell. Think about it. I worked with a business the other day. They said to me, we come and have people come in all the time saying, I didn't know you did X, Y, Z. And I said, how do you manage your customers? And they said, well, we keep track of them on an Excel document. And I looked at them and I said, how is that working for you? And they said, it's not. We have no idea because sometimes we have contact information. Sometimes we don't. And these people don't even know that I have XYZ to my business. They thought I only did ABC. And you know what? It's an opportunity for these businesses for you to be cross-selling your products, your services, and your expertise to people that don't even know they exist today. Now in a CRM, we can also build customer database and track leads. So let me tell you a little secret about the CRM I have. Once I have someone interested in my business, I can see every interaction these people have with my business from social media to paid advertisements to chats they want to have with my team on my website. If they visit my website at any point, how many times did they visit my website? What pages did they click on and how long did they spend on those pages? I can see every bit of activity that happens with them. And what you'll find out a little bit later in this segment is something called lead scoring. And I assign a score to these individuals based on their level of interest in my business. So hold on to that thought. We're going to get into lead scoring in a minute. Now, in the customer database, I can keep track of customer name, business name, address, sales size, uh, who are the primary contacts, what are their roles. I can keep notes so that everybody in our team is on the same page. I can even assign each of these accounts or individuals to a specific person for them to become either the project manager or account manager for these businesses. Now in the CRM, I can also build these campaigns. So I told you in the previous episode, Building lead generation campaigns are very, very important to your business. Without having a strategy, you don't know if your marketing efforts are going to ever work. So lead generation campaigns can be built directly into your CRM with very minimal to no effort whatsoever. But regardless, CRMs are a central place to store all of your data, to keep track of your sales, your customers, your clients and what you're projecting to do year over year. They help your business 
grow by taking out the physical phone calls that you have to make all of the time. You can automate that process. So now your sales teams are working a little bit more efficiently and developing new opportunities for your business. But all in all, you get to learn behaviors of these leads. So let me tell you one the other day. I had a business come in and before I might not have had a CRM. So I maybe knew their name and knew their company name, but by implementing a CRM, what I was able to do was keep track of all of the important information that I want to know about this person. Hi, Sarah. It's so great to see you again. How is so-and-so AKA maybe her spouse and how has everything been going with your new product? Maybe it's a new t-shirt something that they're trying to roll out that they never did before. I am able to know this information, maybe because I have a great memory, which I actually do. But besides that, I am able to know this information because I have it detailed out in the CRM. I can quickly pull up the information and find out. And you sometimes wonder when you go to places like even the doctor's office or the dentist or just, you know, a random restaurant, they know so much about you already. They probably say, Hey, do you want to try the special again? You liked it the last time you came in. Bam. You know why they know that? Because they're keeping track of that information. It's important for them to know. And it's that little personal touch that they can offer to you that maybe someone else can't. And that builds credibility, credibility that nobody else might have, but you can further develop. So what credibility does what makes them want to keep coming back to have that experience with your business. And maybe each time they come back, you get a little bit more information about them. Maybe you find out when their birthday is, you start sending them birthday coupons. Hey, come visit us. We would love to send out a piece of cake in honor of your birthday. That is 100% one of the best ways to continue nurturing people. Now in CRMs, we talked about the three different types, but most CRMs will do all three of these types. It really comes down to understanding what your needs are. So I had talked about in the previous episode, retargeting ads. I had talked about the pay-per-click campaigns and being able to track clicks and impressions, those people that see your ad, those people that click on your ad, and then the conversions, those people that actually fill out your form. So in the CRM, you're able to manage all of these places in one, one application. But what is very important to this entire process is something we call lead segmentation. Now you're probably wondering what that is. Lead segmentation is where I can select and put clients into different lists based on interests and send them content just based on that interest. So if you come to me today and say, I am interested in website design and I might need a website for my business, I can put you into a list about website design and then further nurture you about the importance of having a website and what websites can do and how it builds credibility. And now what I'm doing is further developing you that you would be interested in making a website for your business. And now you contact me saying, A, can you do it for me? Or B, can you help me along the way? Now I've got you interested in doing website, but client 
Number two might be interested in branding. They're looking to build and rebrand their business. So now I could be sending them content just based on branding. But at the end of my email saying, hey, but also ask me about website and social media strategy and this and that. What am I doing? I'm cross-selling my services. I'm sending you content just based on what you want to know and what's important to you. And I'm also saying, hey, slip it in there. By the way, didn't know if you knew this, but we also can do this or video or social media or email drip campaigns. It's important because we can't always remember everything each business done. And while we like to try to, it's good to write this stuff down. So in the CRM, when you find one of these clients that is interested after you segment them into a specific list, you can assign that lead directly to a salesperson, a salesperson that will further continue to nurture this relationship and build them into long-standing partnerships for your customers and for your business. But we use lead segmentation rules to assign these leads to the appropriate people. It could be based on territory, it could be based on industry, it could be carefully thought out strategy. So you may be thinking, okay, this is all great and all, but why should I even have a CRM? That these are great applications, but having a CRM has allowed so many businesses to increase their workflow efficiency. In fact, I just did a case study for a business the other day by implementing a CRM system, helped them to improve their processes by 56%. Their sales teams were able to take and nurture more customers and turn them into paying and repeat buyers and develop other opportunities out there in their community. And why? Because they increased their workflow efficiency. They had their CRM building credibility. They were allowed to nurture these people and to continue further cross-selling and upselling as much as they could. And in turn, these people became brand promoters. I mentioned that in the first episode, brand promoters, those individuals saying, I just had a great experience with this company. You really need to try them out. And then what happened is that we helped them to develop another strategy. And that was a customer relationship follow-up strategy. And that was, Hey, how did you hear about us? Oh, we heard about you from Sarah who said she had such a great experience with your business. So you know what that customer did? They sent a handwritten thank you card to Sarah, thanking her for the opportunity and for the lead that she passed on to them. And you know why they sent a handwritten sent a handwritten card to them? Because we as consumers get so much email these days. We always used to send cards in the mail. And then now everything is switched to so much digital. And digital is great. But you know what? Going back to our roots where we could send a personalized handwritten thank you card goes so much. It goes a long way to continuing to say this person took time out of their day just to send me a thank you card. So it helps our business grow. In CRMs, we help 
businesses and people learn behaviors. We can see what people are looking at, what pages are interesting to them. If they click on a main page, bam, put them into one of your list segmentations. Start developing developing them a little bit more into what you're trying to do. So when we try to assign leads to sales teams, we're looking at a few different lead types. They are called MQL or marketing qualified leads or SQL sales qualified leads. Now real difference between the two marketing qualified leads. Those are really the individuals that have expressed interest in us and are really just maybe here to learn a little bit more about our business, but the sales qualified leads, they're the ones that are really starting to think about you as a partner to them and someone that they can start building their brand with. So those are sometimes more of the hotter leads that you can get into. Now let's get into lead scoring. I told you I was going to mention this to you. Now, lead scoring, what does that even mean? This is the process of defining a score based on the interaction someone has with your brand. So let me just give you an example. It's so much easier just to explain it and illustrate it to you than to try to work through what each component would be. So let's say I'm on your business and I'm clicking through your website. I'm visiting your social media pages and I decide that I'm going to watch this video webinar that you sent me for each of those interactions. I can have a score set for myself that you aligned based on what you wanted for a value. So you could say, if Amanda visits this webpage, add a hundred points. If she interacts with us, likes a post on social media, add 25. And if she opens and watches this webinar, add 200. Now, what the actual point values are really have no relevance to what we're talking about. But what you will want to do in your business is set what you would be considering a cold lead, a warm lead, and a hot lead. So an example might be a cold lead is anyone that scores anything 75 and below. So it's someone that's interacted with you a little bit, but may not be pulling the trigger completely. And in a warm lead, you might say anyone between 75 to 125 score. Now that's someone that's starting to really warm up to your idea and is interacting a little bit more with you. And then you might say a hot lead is anyone over a score of 125. Now, again, I said these values don't matter because it's up to you and your business to set what that strategy is going to be. But anyone that's a hot lead is someone who is actively ready to make a purchase with your business and in wants to find out more. So I can set my CRM to trigger an email to the sales rep. If XYZ, let's just say Sarah again, triggers the hot lead or a high trigger value of a score of 200, we know this sales lead might get sent to myself saying Sarah is really interested in your business. So now what I might do is call Sarah saying, Hey Sarah, I haven't talked with you in a while. Just wanted to check in see how your spouse is doing. You know, I know you had a birthday last month. How was it? Now, again, that information's in the CRM. So I already know that. So now Sarah's like, wow, it's so interesting. I, I just was on your website the other day and I was just thinking about you. And you know what I'd say? Oh, really? You were doing that? Guess what? I already knew that. How did I know that? Because I'm tracking each buyer decision process that she's making. I can see where she is on the website. I can see where she is on social media. 
that information is important to me because it gauges how interested she is to our brand and what it has to offer. So in lead scoring, this is what that process looks like. Now you can score people in various different ways. It could be by interaction, again, website, social media, maybe triggering some sort of campaign, or it could be by persona. Do you have the information for the CEO or for the marketing professional or for the decision maker? Are you only interested in companies over a certain sales size or revenues? They can be developed into personas. Personas, we're going to dive into in a little future course here, but personas is one way to lead score. How about engagement? Like I just said, number of visits, unique page visits. Are they coming back? Did they fill out a form? Have they opened an email or clicked on a link? Do they comment on your social media? Do they like your pages and so forth? Maybe your lead scoring is set on buyer stage. Maybe it's based on this person has now officially said they're are giving us a verbal commitment that they want to work with us. Now this person has said they're interested in receiving a demo. So you can set buyer stages for lead scoring. And then there's another component called velocity, which is have they been recently engaged um, or are they starting to fall off? So usually your scoring becomes higher when people are engaged and then slowly over time it starts to decrease. So you may in your CRM receive an email that says low trigger score. That's because that person isn't interacting much with your brand. So what you can do in that case is have an email automation set up. If so-and-so triggers a low score alert, send them an email. Hi, it's been some time. I'm just curious how things are going and you know, how we can best support your business. We'll love the opportunity to connect with you. Below is a link to my schedule. And please, at any point in your convenience, set a half hour and let's just touch base and connect. And now you're providing a link to your schedule in that email. And what that's doing is making people say, wow, this person's really starting to think of me. Now, you didn't actually do that. It was set as an automation. So it's very important when you're looking at these lead scoring to set the right expectations and the right values so that you can be strategic in your process. So again, when I was just talking about the lead scoring formula, it's finding out your cold leads from your warm leads to your hot leads. They don't have to be values as the ones that I just gave you, but you just need to set your own criteria. But what you also can do is deduct points from scores. So I have it set up today that if someone visits our website, they start triggering different scores based on the pages that they do and the time they spend on those pages. But I have other pages that if they visit, I might deduct points from. So if someone goes out to, let's say our careers page, I might say deduct 10 points because maybe this is just someone looking at information on our business. How can I tell? Because maybe they went to our about us page, looked at information, and then went to our careers page to see if there was any careers available. So maybe this is just someone trying to see what we have out there. So engagement is very important um, in, in how we manage this type of business. Now, what I want to do is I want to bring Tim back in. So as I said, Tim McMahon is the director of marketing over at St. Joseph Hospital. And 
He has been an intricate part in understanding how lead scoring truly impacts how he connects with their patients and new prospects to their their hospital, and then further nurturing and staying in touch with those patients that maybe they haven't seen in a long time. So here's our interview with Tim. So I'm here with two of our associates at Pro Marketing, Rachel and Ashley, and we want to together talk to you a lot about what you're hearing in these episodes. So one of the main topics that we have been talking about in this episode is a CRM. So we know that a CRM is one of those places that you can manage a lot of your customer relationships that are happening. Uh, You can segment your leads, but really what's important is developing personas. So girls, say hello. Hello, hello. So we here at Pearl have developed a lot of different personas. And what these personas do is help us to target these individuals with content that are related to them. So some of the personas that we have built is Aware Andy. Aware Andy is someone who understands marketing, understands and has been in business for a long time, but may or may not be doing marketing the correct way, know if he or she is actually performing the best way they can with all their marketing efforts. So Aware Andy might receive content related to, you know, have you thought about this? Do you do X, Y, Z in your social media strategy? Um, And then we have, you know, Ambitious Alex. Ambitious Alex is that individual who really wants to do the marketing on their own, but they need targeted training or strategy to help drive them in the direction. So here, personas are very important to us, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is drive content based on these different personas. Now, girls, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what we're looking for when we are trying to build personas. So when we're building personas, we really want to see the engagement. So number of visits, uh, unique page views, repeat visits, uh, conversions, how many emails have been opened, um, how many times someone's clicked on your link or your ad, um, comments, reviews, social media messages. Yep, absolutely. And you know, Ashley, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Like, what is it about the buyer stage that we are particularly looking at um, in order to help us understand if people are really serious about wanting to partner with our company or just wanting to partner with you know other businesses in general? So for me, I've personally experienced the buyer stage uh, where, for example, I love Prismacolor color pencils. I, uh, my grandmother actually bought them to me for Christmas about three years ago and she actually told me a story about how she got them. Uh, So she actually went on the Prismacolor website and she knows I really wanted the 100 cent pencils and you know she saw this beautiful beautiful artwork and then a form submission right next to it and uh, she filled it out and I guess she thought it would relate the the pencils would relate to me very well just because of the vibrancy of them and she got really excited and I asked her you know, uh, what influenced you really to buy these pencils for me? What was the connection? And she said, well, you know, just the visuals really, I feel, represented you. So it engaged me to fill out the form and buy them for you as a gift. Yeah, well, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what? What's really important is images and Mm -hmm. video. You know, Mm -hmm. it plays a big thing into drawing 
what entices us as consumers to want to buy. You know, if we don't, if we read text, we're just, okay, you know, the text is there, but we can have like a vibrant visual to, you know, reflect what it is we're looking at. It draws us in more. And, you know, to you, especially in doing graphic design, Mm -hmm. you're all about visuals in, in driving that, you know, decision-making journey with pictures and illustrations, Mm -hmm. right? I I, I really do believe visual really visual communication is a huge part of getting a buyer to fill out a form and buy a product absolutely Mm -hmm. and you know what it's a funny example and you guys may feel like you can relate to this as well as you know the other day i'm i'm on instagram and all of a sudden there's an advertisement that pops up for like this really cute shirt and i said huh i really like that shirt so i clicked on the ad and it brought me obviously to the web page which is calculated by businesses because they know that if they're enticing you with something specific that you want, you click on it, you wanna land right on that web page about that item. So then it gives me you know, a lot of things about description and, and different views and like how the model's wearing the shirt or different ways you can wear the shirt even. And it, it wants me to then buy now. So a lot of businesses make it very easy for us to do that. You guys have that same feeling sometimes? You just find an advertisement and then Next thing you know, you've you've spent uh, an hour looking at clothes or products and you've spent all this money and yeah. you said, how did I even get here? Yes, yeah. I feel like especially on Instagram with so many influencers now talking about different products and showing how they use them, I'm like, oh man, now I find myself on all these websites that I haven't been on before wanting to buy these things because I see people using them live you know yeah and you know what there's one thing that we haven't talked about in this segment which is tiktok and tiktok being like a big place where you see a ton of people being influencers not only just doing fun replications of dances but also brands using it to then sell so ashley i know you're really well adversed (laughs) in tiktok i love tiktok and you know what's funny rachel mentioned instagram i was just about to mention tiktok as well um it's really funny because I see so many influencers do try on clothing hauls and it makes me want to really go on these sites and click buy, but you know, they spend $200 and I'm like, I really want to try this clothing and maybe I should do the same. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, but it's, it's just being able to see it visually with bringing it back to what we were talking about. These visual um, clues that drive us to say, Hey, I actually want to buy that because you know, we as consumers and we all know this, we're lazy. We're not going to read paragraph upon paragraph of content. But if you can give me one image that basically sums up what your description says, bam, you've got my attention right there. So that's always very important. And, you know, the one thing that we also talk a lot about here at the company and helping our businesses with is, um, you know, just understanding the content and how it pertains to the client. So, you know, the the ladies with me here, we, we spend a lot of time getting to know our businesses and our customers, but more specifically sending them content that's related to them, which is what we're talking about here with these Instagram and YouTube or even TikTok influencers they're specifically enticing you with content. So if someone comes to us wanting website design, we will send them, you know, little tips and tricks and things that they need to understand about Mm -hmm. what website design is and why it's important to your business. You know, same thing with social media. We may send them that content personalized, but then also mention, hey, have you ever considered email marketing or lead generation or CRM? So we do a lot of that stuff all the time. Right. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, I want to thank you ladies for your time and being a part of this episode and just playing and uh, tune into the next episode because we have some other fun things to do. See you guys later. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of lead scoring and what a CRM can really do for your business. And as I mentioned to you, we have an opportunity for you to take advantage of a discounted rate of our CRM application that we have today. Visit us at www.promarketing.com forward slash CRM to take advantage of this opportunity. A special bonus will be sent to you if you can answer that one important question that I continuously always ask individuals when they reach out to my business. It's the one that I said you should be always asking each and every person that interacts with your brand. We look forward to connecting with you in episode number three. You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.